0: to Crimeland. My name's Julie J and this week I'm talking to Tom O'Mahony about the death of Spider Sabich. Welcome to Crime have you heard of this one, Tom?
1: No, 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 I have not.
0: Would, would you be into the skiing
1: I love do you know what this was a, a, a throwback that's a real throwback to yes I would love to be more into skiing and we have um, see back when I had money Julie when the country had money years <gasps> ago it was, oh it was such a good time you'd such wipe
0: a your arse time. with the 20 year and out do you remember those I- days
1: I'll never forget. And we, I know that it's back around around South Dublin at the minute because I heard a phrase that threw me back to 2003 the other day. It was two lads were walking alongside their BlackRock uh, uniforms on and one turns to the other. It can be no more than 14. One said to the other, listen, mate, you may as well set fire to, or throw away whatever you have under a 20. Because once you've broken it, there's nothing worth buying on under 20 quid. And it was like... Y- you know, 10-year-olds basically talking about this. But I used I went, used to go skiing every year. I used to go skiing twice a year, Julie. Once Tom! A I, I have my, my Black Slope license and everything. Like, yeah, I got pretty tasty. I must be the only Tipperary person to have a Black black Slope uh, uh, license.
0: That is gas. Tell me, where would you go skiing? Like, where would your spots be? My
1: spot, my number one spot, because we used to go to France as well. But my, And we went to um, a couple of, couple of places around Europe. But my number one spot is Zellamsee in Austria. The mountain is owned by the family that own the Porsche company oh. So- you know why? Why would you go? I'm just I'm basically skiing around, smoking a cigar in a in a tuxedo. Essentially, is what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and but I've heard. I mean, I've heard it's great. I have never done it. I have to say because I think I'm still slightly scared from my rollerblading experience. When I won, wo, I wore was wearing one rollerblade. I don't know how I did this, and I still managed to fall on my face, like my literal face. Even though it's only like one foot was on the ground, the other one was in a rollerblade, and still it was too much for me. There wasn't even an incline. It it's has just a flat surface so I just think anything downhill is not for me but I have heard it's quite a thrill
1: it's aside from even the skiing 80% of it is it doesn't really matter if you ski all that much you can t- puddle around on a little you can get these little sit down scootery things that have skis under them you'd be absolutely fine but they have it's the session it's just a mad session for a week it's the set or, yeah the session is where it's at you know what I mean? The crack. Would night.
0: Would you say Would you say as you're skiing downhill, um, getting your black belt in the skiing or whatever you'd call it? Would you say it's better than what adults do? Is it up there in terms of thrills? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, yeah. good to it know. Is absolutely
1: up there, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is, especially for the likes of us who didn't grow up around this stuff. You know what I mean? So it's you're like, I'm actually doing it. It's you know what I mean. It's like swimming with something or whales it's not something you'd normally get to do so it's like this is
0: amazing that's gas i know we need to what you know what we need that would be a good episode of the podcast i feel if we were swimming with whales
1: i'd do it i would absolutely do it
0: i think we need to investigate this no okay so i, ne- I will check out the skiing at some stage once this coronavirus craziness is over and i'm no longer expecting child i might give it a whirl Um, But this guy, this guy that we're going to talk about, it was very famous in the world of skiing. Uh, Spider Sabich was born in Sacramento in California in 1945. His real name was Vladimir, uh, the same name as as his father, who was a highway patrol officer in California around the area of South Lake Tahoe. I think we have heard of Tahoe, haven't we, Tom?
1: Great spot for for skiing. Yes, yeah, it is the. It's up. I think Aspen is up that neck of the woods as well. Like so.
0: Yes, it's it is because actually most of this story takes place in Colorado. So to be all that kind of is Aspen in Colorado or California?
1: I don't think it's in Colorado, but sure, I mean, it's, it's California stretches up that way.
0: Yeah, it stretches up that way because Tahoe, I know they are big into the skiing in that area. And Aspen, I just checked, is in Colorado. And uh, so it's all taking place in this kind of big skiing area. So therefore, he was kind of just bound to be into it. It's kind of like if you're born in Kilkenny, you're not going to say, do you know what? I want to give basketball a go.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I
0: I imagine tip's probably the same with the hurling.
1: Very much with the hurling, yeah. You don't really have a choice. Like, it's just handed to you, you know. So it's... uh, it's 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 But unfortunately, it's, I was never much good at it. You have to be quite tasty on your feet. You know what I mean? You have to be...
0: Pop- I love that word, Tom, tasty. Do you? Do you? Yeah. I'm, I'm a real little magpie when it comes to like colloquialisms. So now for the rest of this lo- lockdown, I'm going to be using the word tasty to describe you, everything.
1: Another word I've dug out of the old archives that I've started using of late is uh, to describe a good cluster of things would be a clatter of them.
0: Oh, that's a great word.
1: A clatter. And you have to really, really lean into those two Ts, maybe turn them to a TH and just say clatter. You know what I mean? Get the tongue behind the teeth and really, really nail it home.
0: That is really, that is that. And you know what is nice about the word clatter is that it just works as a collective for everything.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could have a uh, clatter of sausages, you know, who wouldn't want a clatter of sausages? Um,
0: Making me hungry now.
1: Outside in the yard, you know.
0: There's well exactly. listen, there were there were a clatter of skiers in Lake Tahoe, hey. let's say that. Okay. Spider yep. was born premature and he was scrawny by nature with spindly arms and legs, which is how he got the nickname, which he would keep for the rest of his life, Spider. He was a middle he child.
1: He don't need the two legs, like not and two arms. He,
0: yeah, wasn't. just he was just a little bit spindly he I mean obviously now I mean I think I totally agree if he'd had slightly more limbs the nickname might have made more sense but at the same time it was pretty spindly so it was probably still you know a, a kind of a reasonably fitting nickname so he had an older sister Mary and then he had a little brother called Steve who was one year younger and Spider like his brother Steve proved to be a natural skier from a young age so he was fearless said Jimmy Ellsworth who was a childhood friend of the family and she, in a 2005 interview that appeared in California Conversations, he didn't hesitate. He had God-given coordination. Both brothers won skiing scholarships to the University of Colorado in Boulder. Uh, and you know what? It's so funny. Every time I hear um, uh, the word, every time I hear the name Boulder, I instantly think back. Do you remember that awful case a few years back of Bonet Ramsey?
1: Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: it's, isn't it gas? Every time I hear the name Boulder, even now, it's just the first thing I think of every time Boulder, Colorado.
1: It's certain places get ruined, like Waco will never be the same again. Like, you know, it's uh, it's a, but I mean, what an unimaginative name for a place.
0: I know oh, there's a lot of rock. Let's call it Boulder.
1: Yeah. Like, could they not have named it after the first woman that showed up there? We'll call this place Catherine. You know what I mean? Give it some bit of life. But they just looked at a big rock and went, well, that's what we're naming this spot.
0: Let's call it Boulder. I know, but I do. Do you know what I do love about the Americans? I love their very literal naming of things like Big Rock, Little Rock in Arkansas. (laughs) I, I kind of respect that. Do you know what I mean? Whereas here with the Dean Shannacus, there's always, a, 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 and the animal and all that, there's always a big story. So yeah. like, oh, yeah. you know, Phoenix Park. Well, it was originally called, you know, Park of, Park of the Clearwater. But the English couldn't pronounce that the bastards. So they just changed yeah. it to Phoenix Park. Like the, whereas you go to Arkansas, there's the rock. It's called <laughs> Little Rock. You know what I mean? It's just very literal.
1: I do. I would. I love the notion of sitting in on those town meetings when they're trying to decide it, you know, because I used to, one of my first ever jokes. Actually, yeah, one of my first ever jokes in my first ever gig was na- and town names that must terrify foreigners when they come here because they would oh, assume. Oh, very the, good. And the amount that we have that start with the word kill, you know, there's actually a town called Kill, uh, you know, albeit it was taken from an Irish word, C-I-L-L. But to go around, then you end up with a place called Kilcock which must absolutely bamboozle people when they head out that way. Like, you know,
0: Kilcock. I know, as Damien Clark once said, where all the lesbians live. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Kilcock. Uh, So Spider eventually caught the notice of legendary skiing coach Bob Beattie who recruited him to the University of Colorado. Beattie not only was in charge of the ski team at Colorado but he also conveniently coached the US ski team at the same time so Spider and his bro were obviously recruited to the national uh, team very quickly. Spider skied for the US at the World Cup for the first four seasons. During his World Cup time he roomed with the guy, can you believe this? this is his actual name i am not shooting you tom the man's name was billy kid
1: ah stop
0: that was his actual roommate's name and they became best buddies billy kid and spiders like so like
1: his surname was kid
0: yeah and they said Jody. let's call him billy like
1: the like come, what the only thing is you can get away with that stuff like i've a I, i've a, my first cousin's child Again, a very American thing. You can get away with these. They name their child Stone. And their surname, wait for this, is Hart.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. But you know, I love those kind of names like mountain ah. fox.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you can name you can name like after your favorite appliance or weapon. You can you know you could Name a child, you know, bullet Ninja if you want it and, and you can get away with an American. It's it's there. it's whatever they want. And nobody bats an eyelid. That's are called Hunter and Ford and Colt and Guitar. You know, whatever they want, and you you kind of have to appreciate that as well. But so
0: I think, do you know what? I think kudos to the kids. Actually, I think kudos to the to the parents here because it's just total respect. So Billy Kid said uh, of Spider, he said he was just a instantly likable typical California kid, within five to ten minutes, you'd feel like you'd known him for a lifetime. So it did help just to note as well, and I will send you a visual after this conversation, Spider was a ride. Like, he was just this gorgeous, like, Californian specimen of a man.
1: Yeah, I knew it the second, because when you first said his name was Spider-Man, Spider Rico, you know, that he's going to be some sleazy guy with a, a flick knife. But then you said <laughs> California, you know, he's a Californian. I see
0: I he's just ticking all the boxes, isn't he? And he was also super clever because he studied aeronautical engineering in college as well. So like he just was, I mean, his I mean, Tinder bio would have been off the charts.
1: He's a really good singer and probably plays piano as well and speaks oh. French. Total asshole.
0: And the really annoying thing, it seems like he was just this really, really, as Billy said, like, likeable guy. He was super popular. Everyone loved him. Really friendly, really charismatic. So he had it all. It was the 1960s. Spider and Billy took full advantage of the party scene, which was in full swing. Uh, So there was this massive influx of hippies at the time, which made Aspen a major drug... I suppose a drug spot in the sense that it was kind of a mecca for drug taking women naturally gravitated towards Skiing's golden boy which of course was Spider so they were mad for him and Billy said there wasn't any girl from around any girl around who from the instant she heard the word hello from Spider didn't want to spend more time with him with flowing blonde hair a 10,000 watt smile and a really easygoing likable temperament Spider had very few enemies he'd loads of mates loads of admiration. And he was known for being really brave and fearless on the ski sl- slopes. On the ski slopes, which kind of bled into other aspects of his life, and kind of you know just made him all the more attractive to people.
1: So he essentially seems like you know in in Dirty Dancing, he was Patrick Swayze. Is who you? He
0: to. was Patrick Swayze, one hundred percent. He was Johnny Castle. Yeah. Uh, so during the 1968 Olympic Games in Grenoble, in France, uh, spa- yes, I do speak French. Thank you so much for asking. Spider took fifth. <laughs> And again, confirmed his status as one of the best of the world. Less than two months later, uh, he was back uh, He was back in Tahoe, winning left, right and centre. And in 1969, again, he finished on the podium in competitions three other times, and which is actually really impressive. So 18 times in the space of a year, he finished in top 10 fin- finishes on the World Cup circuit. So all the while, he really burnished his credentials as a man who lived hard and played hard so even though he is like competing all the time doing Unreal he's still partying he's still living the good life and Billy said he had that legendary status as a guy who parties the whole night before a race barely made it to the course on time and still won oh wouldn't you hate him Tom
1: do you, do you remember have you ever seen the movie Rush
0: oh uh, what's that
1: now it it, it, it was familiar. about one, the one back in the day uh, Thor what's his name big blonde fella from Australia God, I'm terrible with movies. What sport movie is
0: this? Is this skiing? No, if he's Australian, no.
1: It's, it's but it was around the same time. It was uh, James Hunt is who they were, who is depicting. It's your man. Do you know there's a couple of brothers? They're all gorgeous from from Australia. He but played what's sport. the
0: sport, Tom? One racing, more a oh. uh, motor racing. Okay, have you ever met me, Tom? Do you think I would actually watch a film about motor racing? It's got it's got uh, uh,
1: Hemsworth in it. He's beautiful.
0: Okay, now I'm totally gonna watch this movie. Okay, uh, I stand corrected.
1: That's that, oh, I wouldn't have put it out there. I'm not gonna say, you know, put it out there and say that it was an inf- informative all about sport. It really wasn't. It was about a party animal back in the day who would rock up to the track barely in shape, a woman hanging on either arm, fag out the side of his mouth, jump in, put the helmet on, and win the race. Basically, oh, you know, that
0: sounds very good. And do you know what this That, that sounds very similar now to the, our old friend Mr. Spider. yeah. Uh, yeah so, so that's called Rush.
1: Rush, yeah, yeah. Give it a look. It's, it's right along the same. Back then, people were made of different stuff too, Julie. We've gone soft and now we're either one or the other. We're either a complete alcoholic train wreck or we're uber healthy. Well, you know,
0: especially habit. when it comes to sports. I actually yeah. kind of feel for people who are professional sports people now, because I imagine back in the day it was a lot more crack.
1: Oh, it's like you can go around and be called spider and still pull women left, right and center. I mean, where would you get away with that nowadays? You wouldn't. If you were called Spider, you'd be on a register of some sort. You,
0: know. <laughs> you probably would, to be honest. But OK, so Spider turned professional in 1970, which is hardly surprising. And uh, by this time, the prominence of ski racing had become hugely uh, popular. So ski racing had become kind of big. Uh, Robert Redford and this guy called James Salter, who was a, a writer, inspires, inspired by Spider and his mate Billy Kidd at the 1968 Olympics, collaborated to make a film called Downhill Racer, which was seen as one of Robert out for its breakout films, it was really, really successful. So I don't know if, if you saw that one from back in the day. Uh, okay. And it was a, it was, it was around this time that he, uh, Spider met dun, 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 Claudine Longet, a French-born singer and actress. So this is when things start to um, go awry.
1: Yeah, definitely smokes long fags for sure, like.
0: Oh. Defo. Uh, so let me tell you about Claudine. So Claudine, who was three years older than Spider, was born in France and an industrial father, industrialist father. She was discovered by Lou Walters, who owned a nightclub in Vegas. While performing there as a showgirl, aged 18, she caught the eye of a certain Andy Williams, aged 32. Oh. Yes, one of the biggest celebrities of, the, of his day. So a popular singer with a television variety show, obviously, The Andy Williams Show. He became obsessed with Claudine and the two got married in 1961 and went on to have three children together over the course of the decade.
1: Sounds lovely
0: well yeah like they were you know they were very much they were a really interesting couple if they were around now like they definitely would be on the cover of hello magazine because they lived the high life they were really close friends i don't know if you've heard of this family of the kennedys very good mates with robert and his wife ethel so much so that they used to always host the kennedys and they went on holidays together and they even named their son after Robert.
1: God, didn't Claudine come a long way quickly, didn't she? You know, from an industrial (laughs) family.
0: She really did. And you know how they actually met? She had broken down at the side of the road and Andy stopped and was like, do you need help with that tyre? So that old chestnut.
1: Listen, we all would tell that story too if we met on Tinder, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I I mean, I like to think that's what happened but sure, who knows with Claudine. So they look, they lived together for, obviously, we're married. Her career took off as an actress and as a singer. She guest starred in several, several popular television shows. Those, obviously the Andy Williams show being one of them and uh, she also appeared alongside the likes of Peter Sellers and she along with probably she was probably one of the only French born singers to be really really successful in the US. Her and Edith's um edith bader uh, edith maybe edith by was probably the other one but uh, so the two of them were probably the most successful french-born singers in the united states certainly at that time so by the time she met spider in 1972 she had been divorced from williams for about a year and the second she went spider it was just instant fireworks and they began a really tired affair almost instantly
1: What age was Spider at this
0: stage? So Spider would have been, let's do the maths, 1972. uh, He was born in 1945. So he would have been late 20s. Would I be right in that? He would have been 27. And she was three years older than him. So she would have been 30.
1: OK, all right.
0: Yeah, so she, w- she would have been married to Andy Williams. They got married when she was a teenager and they were married for 10 years. So uh, like they, they got married when she was 18. So, you know, that she just was just after divorcing. Three years older, so not, you know, fine. Like, not creepy in any way. But they were yeah. pretty mad for each other. At that time, Spider was building a house in Aspen, Colorado. Aspen had yet to kind of evolve into, you know, the way now it's very much known as like this kind of celebrity hang out for like Hollywood superstars and all that kind of thing. And it's especially at Christmas for the people who want the white Wonderland kind of crack. You'd in, see in. like Mariah Carey and co. They all spend Christmas in Aspen. So it was yet to kind of reach that level, but it was getting to be this like really cool place to live. So after settling in Colorado, uh, spider ski, ski career had kind of wound down after a really, really bad crash during the 1973 professional circuit. Oops. But his high spirits, of course, because he was just one of those guys hadn't been dampened, and he kind of went on to just kind of hang out, and you know, still he was still very social, and he was uh, he was really good buds with a certain John Denver, and just really enjoyed the bachelor life. So Spider had, you know, he was really into cars, he was into motorcycles, all that crack, and it was into this life that Claudine landed with herself and her three children. So he was Mr. Bachelor Pad and then Claudine moved in with the three kids. So it was a massive change.
1: Hmm. I mean, you know, things didn't end too well for John Denver either. Like, you know, do you reckon John Denver isn't really John Denver, surely? I mean, he's obviously from Colorado and he just went, you know what? It'd be like me calling myself Tom Tipperary if I was going to be a country country singer.
0: Actually, do you know what? That is really true. I never thought of that.
1: Yeah, it's surely, again, another literal name. Where am I from? You
0: know what? I think Tom Tipperary would suit you so much better than Tom O'Mahony. <laughs> I just think that's you now. I'm changing it to Tom Tipperary in my phone. So it was into this li- life that Claudine landed with the kids. After the couple moved in, the following four years were full of tension and fights. Like Claudine was French. So we don't want to stereotype here, but she liked to squabble. At one particular party, witnesses remembered that Claudine threw a glass of wine into Spider's face for not paying her enough attention.
1: Oh. Oh, she, I I honestly, when you said her name right at the beginning, I just got a pain in my chest. I I could
0: hear you, I-roll.
1: I knew she was trouble. I don't know what it was. She had this jumped up, snotty French sound about her already. And then she, she, I mean, in all fairness, you know, fair, you know, fair play to the situation. But Spider's rocking it around his whole life. And then all of a sudden, moody, fag-smoking, cross on eating Claudine lands in with three kids it's a his- big
0: change I- yeah
1: I wonder why and she's chucking wine at him I mean girl let's get real <laughs>
0: but in her defence Spider did really love her like all his friends said that he was totally mad about her that he was completely besotted and actually his brother Steve's um, widow uh, in 2005 so they did this interview um, kind of going back and they spoke to different people who had been involved at the time so his brother has since died Steve but her his widow um, Marty recalls that Claudine was actually one of Spider's only girlfriends that he brought home to meet the family and she did say oh like he was completely mad about her so it was definitely like a two-sided thing but because but as the strife i suppose kind of continued claudine started to look at maybe building a separate house in aspen so the couple could stay together but have their space and kind of live apart uh on march 21st 1976 so this is kind of when it went, when it all went down spider down. returned <laughs> this is when it all happens Spider, downhill baby. Okay, so Spider returned to his house after a meeting with his old buddy, old pal, uh, uh, Mr. Beatty, who of course had been his original coach on the, on the US team and all that. The two had intended to have dinner in Aspen later that night. He had told a friend... He had planned to end it with Claudine and asked her to move and asked her to move out by April. So the previous couple of days have been really stressful. And he'd said to actually he'd said to a couple of friends, look, it's you know, we're going to have to end things myself and Claudine and I'm going to give her a couple of weeks to move out. So. Basically, Spider never made the dinner date with Mr. Beatty. He had been shot, wait for it, he had been shot in the stomach that afternoon by Claudine while taking a shower. Claudine had said, so this is when it all gets very strange because when this went to trial, they only had one witness who was conveniently Claudine, who was also the person accused of murdering Spider. Claudine had said that Spider was trying to show her how the gun had worked before he entered the shower. But police, of course, immediately touted her story and placed her under arrest. So Noelle was the only child of Claudine's in the house at the time. Claudine had called an ambulance in which she was allowed to accompany Spider to the hospital where he later died. At the hospital, Claudine wasted no time at all in contacting her ex-husband, Andy Williams, who flew to be with her immediately. And that night, she stayed at the home of John Denver, who of course had been Spider's buddy. So she ended up staying in the house saying, oh my God, this is just a terrible accident. And that was her story and she was sticking to it. But police, of course, had major doubts about the story. Uh, Unfortunately, the sheriff's bungled two critical pieces of evidence, collecting a blood sample from Claudine without a warrant and seizing her diary. So the blood sample that they got from Claudine would have shown that she had Coke in her system. So she had cocaine in her system but they had taken it without permission from the court. So this was inadmissible. The diary had also been found minus a search warrant. So again, couldn't have been entered as evidence, which was a massive shame because in the diary, she was saying how herself and Spider were falling apart and how he wanted to end the relationship and she couldn't cope and she didn't know what she was going to do without him and blah, blah, blah. So that couldn't be entered into evidence either. Also, the gun that had been wrapped... Uh, that they had found had been wrapped in a cloth and left in a police car for days, and the cartridge had also been mishandled. So again, just an awful lot of evidence that they bungled.
1: Good lord, it sounds like the cops were on coke as well. Like, I mean, I- well,
0: you'd wonder because of course we don't want to cast aspersions here, but the fact that like Andy Williams and herself were such good buddies with the Kennedys, you'd wonder like, was is it a coincidence that all this evidence was mishandled?
1: Not at all. I mean, it's it's it it. As soon as you said that, it was like
0: inside job.
1: She put a call back to the old the the ex and just went, listen, get me out of this here, will you?
0: Well, Uh, while yeah, it's it's when you hear about like say even in terms of the evidence against her, it's pretty crazy. So while the investigation continued, spy poor old Spider was buried in his home state of California. But in a really distasteful move, both Claudine and Andy Williams attended the memorial. So obviously, Spider's family were raging. Andy Williams also uh, hired two attorneys, uh, two lawyers for Claudine one being Ron Austin, who was like a local Colorado um, lawyer, and this other guy called Charles Weedman, who was the attorney who had defended the women in the Manson murders. So oh. Andy, Andy hadn't come to play.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in all fairness, and he had the moolah behind it too. So I mean, there was it, it didn't stand a chance. It's no. almost like I mean the fact that what well, what what was the outcome in court that they basically figured, oh well, all oh, this is inadmissible. I mean, it, it's kind of like the opposite of what happened with Pistorius. You know what I mean, where the sports star actually shot his wife versus you know the other way around. But there was no there was no getting out of it. He had to prove himself out of it. And yes, whereas put?
0: this was just presumed innocent from the get-go. Like, yeah. you know, even the fact that his mate was like, Yeah, you can stay here tonight. I think that people were just totally incredulous that she had actually done this. But the, the trial was obviously an international affair because there were such big names involved. Andy Williams accompanied his ex-wife to the courthouse every single day and testified as a character witness. So he sat beside behind her every single day. Also, actor Jack Nicholson, who was a friend of claudine's and then recently moved to aspen again sat behind her every day of the trial
1: are you telling me like the judge looking down at him isn't thinking man i love jack nicholson
0: i know oh jesus do you know what now i'd nearly let her off i i'm mad for the shining so on january the 11th the media got what i was waiting for claudine took the witness stand so her attorney gave her the handgun and asked her to describe the shooting. So she said, I picked up the gun and walked towards the bathroom, saying to Spider, I would like you to tell me about this gun. I kept walking and... (laughs) I kept walking and I had the gun in my hand. Claudine was asked whether Spider uh, said she had asked Spider whether the gun was safe and they exchanged a few words about the safety switch. He said yes it's safe. I said it won't fire. He said you've got it. At that instant she said the gun went off. She began crying as she described how Spider had staggered against a wall and held his abdomen. Spider called my name three times and he sort of slid down the wall. I told him to try to make it, to try to talk to me. He was fainting. I gave him mouth to mouth but I didn't know how so anyway, obviously it didn't work anyway but he, her attorney then asked her to describe her relationship with Spider. Spider and I loved each other very much. I think we were the best of friends. There were times over four years when we disagreed on things. We would have small arguments but above all we were the very best of friends and loved each other very much. In his closing statement, her attorney returned the gun testimony and to Claudine's professed love for the man she killed. If there's any evil in this town, her lawyer Weedman said, it was the evil of the, of the gossip between about the relationship between Spider and Claudine. Not one single loudmouth gossip was able to come in here today and tell you anything bad about that relationship. For that, there shall be shame in this community.
1: Good Lord! I mean, that, that just tells you they have the neck to be able to say that. That just tells you Kennedy money, Andy Williams money has shut the town down because nobody's oh, gonna
0: completely pipe
1: up. nobody's going to pipe up when there's that kind of money around.
0: No, Jack- Yeah, not when Jack Nicholson is in court. I mean, come on. However. There were major issues, shock, horror with Claudine's story. She had initially claimed in police custody that now this was actually kind of quite a humorous aspect to this awful, uh, awful event. She had told police she had pointed the gun at Spider and as a joke said, bang, bang. But she later just denied this at trial and said she insisted that the gun had been accidentally discharged when Spider was showing her how to use the gun. But again, ballistics evidence suggested that the gun had actually been fired from a distance of six to ten feet. Authorities also believed it, he had been standing at the sink preparing to shave as a bullet entered between his ribs, which suggested he had been shot from behind. Also, there was evidence which indicated that the hammer had fallen several times before it fired.
1: OK, right. I mean, so See, they you're
0: had... into guns. I don't even know what that means, the hammer bit. But I mean, is that incriminating?
1: It is, of course, because it, it means you gave it a couple of a couple of goes. So the oh, gun would have missed. spirals. You know, so it's, if it was it did, was it a pistol or was it a uh, regular handgun? Does it does it say? Oh, I, I don't know. Hammer is a little thing you, you cock at the back. You pull down with your thumb, you know, it makes tick, 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 stick, stick sound. So yes. You like a cap gun. If you pull it a few times and you don't hit one of the caps, that hammer will keep on snapping until it cracks. Essentially, so in other words,
0: okay. So in other words, that okay. That's okay. Thank you, Tom. So does that tell us then that she tried a few times? Basically, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. very bad, Claudine. So the subsequent con- di- conviction, she was convicted, but Wayford wasn't convicted of murder. She was convicted on a paltry misdemeanor of criminally negligent homicide. So the equivalent <laughs> of basically an accident gone wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wayford, I did, she I was didn't
1: given... I held my fist my fist out really quickly and you ran into it.
0: <laughs> exactly. That kind of thing. She was given, wait for it, a 30-day jail sentence. 30 days. Oh, my Lord. But it gets worse. She was allowed to serve this jail time on weekends so as to make sure her kids had the most normal life possible. She was <laughs> also given permission to paint her weekend jail cell pink. And she was fired, she was fined only
1: $250. Good Lord. I mean, they couldn't have even faked it a small bit, maybe given her six months, you know, but they they just Such all Such an out.
0: inside job, yeah. And the judge at the time, George Lower. who obviously was the guy who handed down the really lenient sentence. He had said that he had received copious letters from people around the country who believed that Claudine was guilty of murder. And he also noted the hostility of many Aspen residents towards Claude Dean. so this verdict uh, well the verdict itself but more so even the sentence was met with huge criticism and what's interesting is it clearly was there was an element of an inside job here but even when they were trying to find a jury in this trial because spider was so well liked they found yeah. it really hard to actually get a jury in Colorado because basically everyone who came in was like I think she's guilty of murder so even that they found it so hard to get a jury and it it, it, was, it was really, really not taken well by the local community that this was her sentence, like it's completely ridiculous. And his, actually his sister-in-law, spider sister-in-law, so Marty Sabich, who, who was Steve's widow, in this 2005 interview, which I thought was a really good quote, and it really illustrates the level of premeditation. She said in that interview, in order to kill him, Claudine had to climb on a chair, get underneath spider sweaters, grab the gun this is where spider used to hide the gun put a bullet in the chamber because spider never had a bullet in the chamber go into the bathroom and shoot him
1: okay so that would suggest it is definitely was a pistol so because you'd have six little chambers around in the in the barrel so okay. Wouldn't so have we're thinking
0: pistol. But again, it just doesn't like you'd go to all that effort to load a gun and then say, show me how to use this gun. I mean, it just none of it rings true. So the Ceviche family began civil pre- proceedings against Claudine, but eventually settled out of court with the provision that Claudine never talk or write about the killing or the settlement. So apparently the settlement, which she was told to pay out, was huge. The n- figure was never disclosed. But of course, Our old friend Andy Williams paid for it all, so it really wasn't too much skin off Claudine's nose. Anyway, after the trial, Claudine came out and insisted that she had been innocent and should never have been sentenced to 30 days.
1: God, so French. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, as my mother would say, the cheek of her.
1: And and, and your mother's right. Like, this is a hometown boy, a national hero. Loved by everybody. She wanders over from an industrial family in France, has three children with, you know, Andy Williams, and then throws wine in the man's face. And and then she kills
0: him. Yeah, really, really, really bad. And the fact that she then gave out about having to serve 30 days on the weekends.
1: Like, and then pulls the Mariah Carey on it and allows him to paint her, 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 her cell pink.
0: Okay, let's not bring Mariah into this, okay? We love Mariah. How dare you? But yep. it also emerged, wait for this, as just a final little nugget. It also emerged that during the trial, she had begun a relationship with her married defence co-attorney, Ron Austin, whom she later wed in 1985.
1: God, some operator.
0: Some operator and they still live in Aspen. She's still alive. She, she's uh, alive and well. So they live in Aspen, uh, even though, of course, the local community was like totally out together in the immediate aftermath of the trial. They still live in Aspen and Claudine has opted to remain out of the spotlight. And that is the story of the death of Spider Sabich.
1: Well, rest in peace, Spider.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a tough one, isn't
1: it? it? It's a tough one to swallow. But I mean, the neck of, of, of Claudine. Even to neck ha-
0: you neck lucky, That's it's just a i sister. Yeah. <laughs> <neck of> you yeah. <laughs> but yeah, un- unbelievable neck. And also shows, I mean, clearly just corruption from the very top.
1: Well, she, I mean, she had no, she didn't take a backward step through the whole thing. I mean, the fact that ballistics stood, stood totally against her. And, you know, and
0: I, and I, I think I think for me, like it was such an interesting case because even the names and it, like the Kennedys, John Denver, Andy Williams, Jack Nicholson coming in every day into the court. Like, it's just mad, the whole thing, that all these people stood by her.
1: I mean, at no point could you uh, could a phone call have been made uh, to, the, to say the Kennedys and said, listen. It looks like she killed him. She genuinely didn't. She was asking him how it was going. Really? OK, well, look, we'll throw enough money behind it to make sure she gets off. Not a hope. Everybody, everybody, even on her side, must have thought, Claudia, you definitely killed it. But look, at, we'll throw enough money at this and make it go away.
0: I know. And you know, it, it's just so sad as well, because Spider just seems to have been one of those... Like just really likable, likable guys. That it just seems completely, you know, it seems completely unfair. But I guess, I mean, you know, I suppose that is it shows as well when you have power what you can get away with.
1: Well, ironically, I mean, the fact that uh, had it been, you know, I suppose a couple of years later, when when I suppose ski superstar really took off in the eighties and nineties, when we had Ski Sunday on the BBC and everything, he would have been a near. Yeah, you know, it nearly would. The shoe would have been on the other foot. Where the likes of Jack Nicholson would have come to see him and stuff. The fact that Robert Redford made a movie based on him, you know, I mean, he was he was quite unlucky. He was a
0: superstar, yeah. He was an absolute superstar True. and just seemed like a really good guy. And I mean, even that the fact that Claudine, like, she's in, she's a she's a fascinating character. I'll give her that. But the fact that she, you know, got together with her lawyer, and you know, they got married and they're still together. It's just, it's just all completely mad, totally mad story. Tom, tell me, give us your details. You have a very funny podcast.
1: Yes, my podcast, my own one is It's uh, called Buckshot, where I have guests. You oh, have been two
0: on. now, of course.
1: I have two now. Well, we see under the Buckshot banner, I do one at home as well, which is Ramble Pod, but that's just me rambling. But is the you other three one. Three now. Three, yes, myself and own Colgan. Uh, have another one, Owen Colgan of Hardy Bucks fame, have another one called Harden Up Podcast, where we basically, we tried to give hard advice, but with absolutely no knowledge or Googling whatsoever. Um, based and we
0: we love we love Owen, by the way. So the two here are gas, but uh, like, obviously we adore you too, but like Owen's such a dote. So it's, I'm loving that you're doing the podcast with them.
1: It seems to be a good fit, all right. Neither one of us are really smart enough to call ourselves. Ah, uh, uh,
0: Stop! You're both. This is where I say you're both very, very smart, and they're great podcasts. And I have been on Bookshot as well, actually, just to throw that out there. If we're trying to find you on social media on the internet, where would we find you, Tom Tipperary?
1: O'Mahony Comedy will find me everywhere. Uh, and just mistakenly, some people from outside of Ireland tend to put the E. And even Irish people tend to put an E before the Y in O'Mahony. Don't. Just Tom O'Mahony Comedy. You'll either find me or my grandfather. Um, but well, I doubt your
0: grandfather is a bit of a superstar. Can we just say that as well? So I think it'd be no loss if you did just happen upon Tom's grandfather. I'm just going to throw that out there as well.
1: Senior is a really fun guy. He's at, he had celebrated his 99th birthday the other day, and he's, he's holding out for the government check uh for a hundred, he has a, in his own in his own words, tax free. Two and a half thousand yes. he'll
0: get so funny. On that on that note, Tom, it's been an ab- absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me via Skype today. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes because it really helps with the world domination plan. Tom O'Mahony you're an absolute gentleman. Thank you so much. Thanks, Julie. Take care.
1: This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.